Hello, and welcome to the Burning Castle podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Rinsberg. Each episode, I speak with a changemaker learning to unlock the creative potential of a world caught in chaos. These are the artists, actors, performers, musicians, designers, thinkers, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, activists, chefs, and countless others creating new paths amid crumbling institutions. You can follow us on Twitter at Burning Castle and on Instagram at Burning Castle Podcast. My guest this week is Shamarki Muhammad, a Somali-born actor who came to the U.S. seeking something very unique, but something also very universal, freedom. For Shamarki, freedom is a form of creative freedom, something that you can achieve within yourself, but also in places and times that allow it. And for him, that's Hollywood. Have a listen to this fascinating episode with a humble, talented, and very spirited artist. I hope you enjoy the episode. So Shamarki, um, welcome to the Burning Castle podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you're an interesting guest and, you know, it's, this podcast is a lot to do with creative independence, how people are doing their own thing in, in the world of, world of creativity and using that ability to be creatively independent to change the world around them for the better. Um, you come from many different worlds, um, from athletics, the world of soccer, um, inter now entertainment as an actor and as a writer, and you are kind of, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and you'll, you'll tell your own story, but you're someone who's made this transition or making that transition and are probably, you're probably at an interesting point in that journey. So give us a little sense of what where you are what you're doing what you're about so people understand what that is and then we can dive a little bit into how you got there and what it means to you well thank you so much for having me uh i where i'm at right now is i uh, i'm still create i'm i'm a creator i do create my own projects uh with that being said i live in los angeles and here to follow my dream you know to become an actor and I wholeheartedly believe that uh, being uh, somebody who is productive is the only way to break into this industry. Uh, so um, during uh, 2020, I just, yeah, it was, I think that was one of the scariest year, <laughs> let's say 20, 2020. Uh, and it changed my life uh, forever because I, I, when the pandemic happened three months later, I was just kind of, I didn't know what was happening. You know I mean? As an individual, it felt like I lost control because I got the, that was the first time I ever sat with myself. And by seeing myself was the most scariest thing I've ever experienced. And what, was, so, what, what, what do you mean by that? What, where, what well, was scary about uh, it? And where, how did that come about? How did that come about? All right. I mean, you know, I think uh, I've never had the chance to kind of reflect and I've always been, an, you know, uh, someone who just kind of uh, not focused into that inward, basically. And, uh, and when I when the pandemic happened and we were locked in the house, 
it just, you know, you will see yourself more often and you just in the same place over and over again. And that's what the, rea- the, the reality comes to life. And uh, I, 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 I had this extreme anxieties and, uh, you know, uh, where I couldn't deal <laughs> with, but, you know, uh, luckily, luckily, I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I think it's the savior for everybody, a podcast, period. And I just sort of like, you know, I uh, found self-help through there. And since then, I've been in the journey with myself of finding myself. And I stopped focusing on outward and focusing on inward. You know, uh, I, I listened to this book, uh, Kevin Hart's book. Uh, it was, uh, let me let me find the name, please. It's it's very interesting book that I that helped me change a lot of you know how I view myself and you know uh, what I need to do in order for me to move forward in life and overcome who I am you know uh, what I was feeling at the time. So um, excuse me. So that while you're while you're looking for the book, let's also like give people just a a more concrete sense of you know where you are in in the span of your career as a creative person. So 2020 pandemic, and you have this personal this moment where you're kind of stopping and looking at yourself and trying to understand what's going on internally. What was going on externally? You know, you come from um, the world of professional athletics, right? From soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so tell us a little bit about the soccer background because i mean it's super interesting and high level athletics in and of itself is really interesting but especially soccer and the culture of uh the world culture but also within the u.s um so let's start with a little soccer and then give us a sense of where you were you know with the creative stuff in the entertainment business well uh the soccer stuff i started and i play, i started playing soccer when i was 7 years old and uh and since then i was hooked in my family my my cousin and my younger brother everyone plays soccer in a professional level i i myself played professional level for 2 years and i got injured but that has been some sort of like you know my way of uh that's that was my identity before anything else uh and I also dabbled around into dance world where I, I was a part of a group that was dancing here and there. And I think everything is kind of connected in any sports is sort of connected, you know, man. And it's all so uh, I played soccer till I was. I still play right now, but professionally, I played two years from 16 to 17. And I ended where, up. Getting, where was the where were you playing? back home in, in Somalia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I grew up in Somalia for, uh, and uh, so uh, that's where I started playing and, you know, um, but it didn't end up what I expected to be. And somehow I found this, this thing called acting, which I've always liked. And it became more, more of a, more, more of a, how do you say, uh, it, it got bigger and bigger in me. And I realized this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And I started pursuing it. And I somehow ended up in America. I, I so uh, what's, what's the somehow there? Because uh, Somalia is far from America geographically. It's also far in a lot of other ways in terms of just, you know, there's not a lot of um, 
like the kind of interchange that you have between some countries, it doesn't really exist between the US and Somalia to a great extent, even though there's a large Somali community in the United States. So how did how did you get to the US? Uh, what, you know, what was it like? What, what was your view of America when you were living back home growing up as a, as a kid and then an adult in Somalia? Well, <laughs> my view was actually, you know, uh, America is a very opportunative place. I think to us or to me personally, it was the place where everything is happening, you know, and you and whoever you are, you can you can succeed. And I had that mentality back when I was back home. And I always and what what gave you that sense? Like, where did that even come from? Because because when you look at other world, you don't see people that look like me or people that I can actually, you know, uh, that look like me who were super successful or in the field where I wanted to be, you know, a success, where I wanted to get successful. So uh, that gives me, but at the same time, I, I also, I also, I think I also understand, like I have family here and I knew their life, you know what I mean? And how they lived. So there are more, I knew there is opportunity here if you just understand and kind of like stay focused, you know? So that is why I have always been a huge fan of America. <laughs> mm. I love this country. I'm not going to lie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think people, people lose sight of that because there's so much criticism about America, especially within the country. And there's now quite a lot of problems, but people lose sight of the fact that abroad uh, people look at America as this very special place. And that's not just people in, um, you know, in places like one you came from, where there are, are still there's still a lot of room for economic growth and development. But even places like the UK, where I I spend some of my time, they really think about America as a different place than the place they live in. They think about it as a place of opportunity, as a place where there's just so much happening. And it's true; it really is like that. Well, you see, first of all, uh, it's not just, you know, uh, you see this is real thing because of the how America is, uh, how do you say, uh, it's shown to the world, presented to the world. You know, if you were, if you were a smart person, you will understand that this country holds a lot of things. And it, it's not perfect and nothing is perfect in this world but at the same time you can find your place and your tribe and live happy that's what i believe you know i mean uh, me mm -hmm. being here yeah. in los angeles it, you know i never thought i would find my you know people and like people friends and you know uh feel home here again and which i do and i don't think mm -hmm. i want to from to anywhere else i would love to be here wow. and pursue my career you know man yeah and it gives you it gives you a sense of like belonging when you when you live here long enough you understand i'm like hey like this is big pool of like different type of people and you can you can find someone that actually looks like you or you know you can connect with it, it just gets easier and easier you know mm -hmm. uh yeah so that is that that is my take on America, you know, I mean, or even Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing country. And, you know, I, even though I left America, 
um, part of me often thinks about possibly going back, but just how, how much there is there and the great energy. I was in New York a, a few weeks ago and it's an incredible sensation to be there. Um, but tell, talk a little bit about entertainment. So, you know, you were, you had this vision of yourself as an actor. Um, why acting? How did you get into acting? And wh what are you doing right now that's, you know, moving your career forward? And how are you taking that decision and that process into your own hands? You know, I'll tell you one thing. This is a, this is a gambling, you know? This is a gambling career. But uh, I feel like I've already gambled for me to be here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so entertainment entertainment is you got to a lot of times you have to just push yourself you know and use your energy to be able to take it to the next level until you get where you want to get then you have support and people just help me right now i'm at the stage of just using my energy and creating things um i have this project called the come up which i created uh we shot during the pandemic uh, if I go back to the book of Kevin Hart's called The Decision, it totally changed how I viewed myself. That's that's Kevin Hart, the comedian yeah. and actor? Yeah, the comedian, yeah. Uh, okay, The Decision? Okay, cool. Um, that's exciting. I, I didn't know he wrote a book like that. Oh, he wrote, he wrote a lot of books, but I think that yeah. guy is like one of my favorite people because... He's amazing. He's amazing. He's brilliant. amazing. Yeah. He knows what's happening. He's smart and kind of yeah. like... You know, it's someone I admire. So I, that changed my life. And once I, once I realized cool. that, I took a matter of my hand. And I was like, all right, I got to write a story and build a team and create something amazing during this pandemic. And we ended up making this movie, The Come Up, which is, uh, I think it will be out probably mid-February next month. What's like, it about? The, the, the million oh, dollar question. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> It's it's based about dancing, you know, a guy who uh, from uh, who moved from Columbus, Ohio, and he wanted to be a dancer, uh, but he could not be a dancer back in Columbus, Ohio, because of the culture and you know, man, uh, culture differences and how you know he he lives with his family as a Somali background, and it's not really uh, something that is very usual for us, you know, even the acting, so. He makes a decision to move to Los Angeles and he meet this girl who is. Wait, let, let's, pa let's pause and, and tell us why is that not usual for Somali people in, in Somali community? Why, why is there something restrictive about dance and acting? Well, I mean, and, and not only dance and acting, anything that relates with the entertainment. Nowadays, things are different. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. People are just getting, you see a lot, you will see a lot of, you know, Somali artists, talented everywhere, from UK to here or there. But the reason why is all we, our culture is, we don't think that is way to make money. Mm. Okay. Look at it. It's only four ways. You're a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or... <laughs> like the Jew, like the Jews. Jewish doctor, Jewish lawyer, those are your two career options and uh, choose one. Well, that's all it is. That's all it is. But again, you know, uh, and I, I don't blame them because they have not seen, you know, what art can do. Or maybe because we've been in a war for a while. And now yeah. I think we just start breathing a little bit. 
and that gives us the opportunity to be able to kind of express more and that's why you see a lot of somali musicians coming from uk and they're taking over <laughs> you know somali artists from everywhere else in the world what, so, what um, kind of what kind of music are those guys doing somali somali uh brits well they do a lot of a lot of uh different type of music but mostly it's hip-hop you know there are a lot of artists that's coming from uh uk and from here too that are really good you know, and it has a promising career. And some of them actually are probably at the top right now, you know? Oh, cool. So I'm proud of that. And I'm really happy to Very see cool. that yeah. because we're we're lacking that part of just representation, you know what I mean? And also once that happened, you will see kids back home would have hope and, you know, see people like, and, and, and be able to dream again and say, hey, I can be like that no matter what my circumstances is so that that makes me happy and that's one thing i want i would love to push you know um hopefully when i get to my destination to use my platform so i can help a lot of a lot of uh kids from back home who are who wants to be entertainers you know i mean or give them the opportunity so that is okay so so you're in your your film the the come up um you've got a character who is kind of got these facing those kinds of restraints and restrictions on, on his dreams and his vision for himself. Um, and then what happens in the film? So what happens is that he comes to LA, decides to move to LA. He meets this girl or who is also an artist and they fall in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards the baby comes and now his career is taken over. So uh, it's taken off. So basically now that he's like you know he's he, he he's becoming big in his career but and also there's a, another circumstance on, on the other side where he has a pregnant lady waiting for him at home mm-hmm. so he has to choose mm-hmm. and uh we're not gonna see it <laughs> a lot and i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but sure. you know that's what the story is about and it'll be out soon <clears throat> so it's a it's like a, the choosing between fame and and family and and the dream and the reality and the tradition and the future. It's a, it's a hard choice for somebody to it be. Is. It is, it is indeed. And it, part of it based in my life or how I've been, you know, I'm in the family that I came from, I came from a really good family, but at the same time, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't always supported in this, in this journey. And I don't think I still am. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. So how do you how do you handle that? Because that's something I think a lot of people face. They are trying to do something a little bit different than the usual path, or maybe really different in some cases, and they don't have support from the people that they would love to have that support from. And sometimes even more than that, they have opposition from those people. So how did you deal with it, and how do you deal with it? Well, uh, I think I think. My family right now, I mean, I, first of all, I'm, I'm grown and I, I, I have my decisions. And I, I just realized, I just realized my power, you know, mm-hmm. and my ability and, and, you know, everyone comes here alone and lives here alone, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you take your own decision. And I'm not, I, not to disrespect my family or anyone's family, but when you're an adult, you got to make a decision. You got to say, okay, I will do this. And 
you know, and eventually you hope that people will come along, you know, and I have, I was blessed with a lot of sisters and, you know, uh, and brother, uh, we are a big family, you know, we talk, but they never asked me, that's, that's a question that I always think about. They never asked me or even said, you know, go, go for it. You know I mean? We're supporting you. We're rooting for you. I have right. never got from them. So, but I'm not looking for it either. I like, I'm not looking validation from outside of me, mm -hmm. you know? Was that something that changed for you um, during that process of the pandemic when you were starting to look more inside and in, inward than outward? Yes. And I'm still in that journey. And I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing I've ever dealt with as individual. Mm -hmm. uh, it is terrifying. It is lonely. <laughs> it's dark, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, it's worth it. This, uh, you know, there's no day that I don't feel anxiety. Like it's a, it's a normal thing for me. But at the same time, as Kevin Hart said, you know, the sun will come out no matter how you feel. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep moving. So yeah. that's, that's my mentality right now. And I feel at a peace or at least getting there. I think for a lot of people in creative spaces and creative um, industries or, or fields, the anxiety often comes from doing anything except for the work itself. So you can be like wondering if it's going to be successful or how are you going to pay the bills or what to do with your time or blah. And that all generates a, a very deep anxiety that's hard to deal with. But the moment you actually sit down and grapple with the material, the script or the shooting or the planning or the music or whatever it is you do, the anxiety goes away. Yeah, that's what it's all about, the, the pen and the paper and that's the beauty of it. And we kind of lose sight of what the actual thing is because we're so focused on all the accessories and all the stuff going on around it. Um, you know, the money and the attention and the, also the stuff that's really legitimate, like how I'm going to support myself and my family. That's like a really legitimate question, but we lose sight of the importance of the work um, and the, what the work does for your, your soul and your spirit. Absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing that's, 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 that is actually so true because as I'm talking to you right now, I have an audition after, after we finish. I'm thinking oh, of nice. that and I'm trying to like <laughs> pull myself back and to be present, you know, yeah. this conversation, this is more important right now. This is what I'm doing. And I think, I think as human or the majority of human struggle with the being present now, Yeah, you know, and that's hard. And what you said, for example, instead of just focusing the work and just, you know, uh, keeping your focus on the work and forgetting the outcome, we we tend to focus on the outcome. And that brings a lot of anxiety because you you're jumping. You know, you have a big space here where you should have walked through. You're trying to jump over it and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> I think we're all dealing to some extent with that, I mean, I think it's human nature, obviously, to, to be projecting ourselves into places that we're currently not in and concerns and fears and worries. Um, I think that's just part of being human, but I think it's also, we, we are training ourselves every day and every moment to distract ourselves. We are learning the art of distraction with um, our phones and Instagram and Twitter and whatever, whatever it is we do. And we very rarely 
practice the art of, of focus or the what's now called mindfulness, being present in the space that you are, in the place that you are, and nowhere else. And that's like a magical thing if you can let yourself stay there, even just for 10 seconds and not have the other the meter running in your head. When if I ask you a question, what is one thing that you do that helps you stay? Because the way I you seem to be very zen like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I'm not. I'm I'm chaotic and um like really all over the place in myself, in my mind, in my life. I'm <laughs> I'm like a crazy creator, like a caricature almost of one. But what do I do? It's a it's a good question. Um I meditate now. I sometimes I do or sometimes I don't. I had a long stretch where I did every single day for years. Um, I think I also just try to stay aware of myself. That that's like the that's the number one thing. That is what separates someone who is on a path of progress from someone who is not, is that you're self-aware. You know yourself. You know your stupidities, your ego, your the, the ugly sides of yourself, the weak sides of yourself, and you're willing to admit it to yourself and to others. Because mm -hmm. when, when someone says to you, they maybe even a really gentle criticism or they hint that there's something that you know could be better, and rather than rejecting it and pushing them away, you open yourself to what they're saying, and then you start the, the really difficult process of trying to change it, that, which could take years, depending on what it is. But then you do change, and that's the path to change. So I think if you allow yourself to be in a place that you're open to change, it somehow also makes you more present, because you're not so fearful about holding on to where you are at right now that you feel you need to defend yourself yes and you know one of one of the like for me right now one of the biggest things that i'm working on is not to react things and i have this friend who's always telling me ah you're reacting again he's from africa mm -hmm. he always said say marco you're reacting so <laughs> and i think it's 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 really funny the fact that he kind of like understood what I was going through, you know what I mean? And it made me understand more of myself when I heard that from, you know, uh, him or from my other friend, Lou. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of focus on that right now and stepping back whenever things are, I feel things are not right. I kind of remind myself, all right, so this is not, this is not going to last forever. It's just for now. So take mm -hmm. a deep breath and relax. Yep. Give yourself five minutes or 10 minutes. And uh, I'm big on meditation. I'm big on meditation. I really think it's a, it's a very helpful tool. I just finished my meditation because I think it, it helps you center yourself. It is, is, it's also an art that you need to, you know, uh, learn. Mm -hmm. and you know to control yeah. your breathing in that kind of nature to me like what how you control your breathing you know before now mm -hmm. i'm like oh so how can i do it you know right. yeah right yeah the, the your point about reacting um is a great one and seth godin who i talk about a lot on this podcast he's a he's a thinker and a sort of cultural philosopher and a marketing marketing expert and guru. He talks about the difference between reacting and responding. So, you know, if you go to your doctor and the doctor says you're 
you're reacting to the medication or to the treatment, that's not good. It's not a good thing. But if you're responding to it, it is a good thing. It means that there is some sort of change in you that is a, a positive one. So I think that's that's also the difference where we say we might have something happen to us in our in our day and we can choose to react to it, which is kind of this rejection that creates negativity, or you can respond to it, which is integrating it in a way that makes you, you uh, a different person, a better person, hopefully. So you have, that's what you're, you know, you're saying about it's, it's about accepting responsibility for your decision as a human being to be an artist, to be an art and an entertainer, but also just to be a person, no matter what you do. You take responsibility and you say, I'm going to be the one who chooses what happens here, whatever it might be. And that, that again, can put you on a path to change, or it can put you on a path to stasis, the status quo. No, I, I think everything comes to one, because if you work, if you are in a good place and you have good relationship with yourself, you will have, you'll be able to have good relationship with anything else that you are doing. You know right. what I mean? I realize right. when I'm happier, when I'm, when I'm myself, I'm more productive. I can relate to people more connect to more, I have more empathy for humanity and everything else, you know, rather than reacting. But when I'm dealing with my own traumas in which is, you know, every day is not a sunny, a sunny day. So basically <laughs> the days that I'm dealing with mine, I try to keep it myself and be able to finally use all the tools that I'm learning to be, you know, to go through that, that day, you know? And uh, I think, um, I would say, and I would like, I want to also, this is a one, one of my dreams is to be able to have, to bring meditation in things that are very helpful to people back home, because I don't think we, we do understand that concept of meditation. I remember like I went visit my cousins back in Columbus and I was meditating and it's just, to them, I could see the reaction. It just felt like I was doing something that's forbidden, you hmm. know? Right. It, it, yeah. And I, it almost made me like, it almost made me question. I'm like, is it really the right thing to do? Is it against my faith? Is it, but then it's not anything that you can, you can, uh, how does it contribute to help yourself is actually uh, allowed in my faith. And right. this is something that it's very important that everyone needs, I guess, to sort of take five to 10 minutes for yourself and just sit down mm -hmm. and face whatever demon that you're running from. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, or face silence and simplicity or enjoy the, that time. And it, maybe it's not something you that is a confrontation, but uh, just a moment to enjoy whatever is there you can look around a room that you like to be in and that's a good thing to do um so let's go back to the film you're 2020 and you're having a, a very hard time as i think a lot of us could relate to by this point and you decide to to do it you decide to craft a story and make a movie what, what, what is your role in this whole process of the film making? What did you do for it? And where are you with that entire well, journey? Uh, so I'm fortunate to have uh, 
people that believe in me. I think at least I'm I'm seeing right now, and that happened for me to change first, you know, to be able to connect with the different people. So um, I created the like as always. I'm always driving, and when I'm in the car, you know, I like to kind of create stories in my mind, and then I'm recording. So I was listening to music and then this idea came into my mind and then I recorded it and I just kind of said, what am I going to lose? Just do it. And that's how it started. And two, three months later, we were on set filming with the wow. full crew. And, you know, uh, and I played, I think, every role. But my biggest role was to be the actor, you know what I mean? And I had people that I can lean on and whenever I need, and they were there to support me. Uh, it's very important to have people like that, I guess, you know, to support you. And now I feel uh, I'm moving to the next. We are, there is a few more that I'm working on. There's another one called 10 Wise, which I'm going back on the set by, uh, by March. So how you did know? you go from, how did you go from the decision of the story in your car to, on a set, how did you get it all together? How did you make it happen? That, that's, I think, the, the question, the riddle that everybody mm -hmm. is looking to answer. Well, the decision started from listening to Kevin Hart, the decision book. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you will, I don't know, it, it actually evoked something within me, you know, and I felt empowered. I felt that I can do whatever I put in my mind. And I felt like I, I don't have to be a victim for my circumstances. And on top, so I, once I had this story in my mind, I talked to one of my friends uh, who is a writer. I, you know, sat down with him, told this story and he loved it. And he said, I would write. And he wrote it. And uh, a few weeks later, it was ready. And then I passed it to uh, uh, my producer friend, who's also my partner and a writer, and who his name's Louis Pisto, is pretty established person, you know, on Broadway and every other things. Can you say so, say his name again? Louis Pisto. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's he um, he's done a bunch of plays and he's pretty successful in his field theater. Uh, so uh, once I had the story and went down, I passed to Lou and we kind of touched it a little bit. And then, you know, I started looking for raising some money and then I raised a little money and Lou was uh, generous enough to match it. And, uh, you know, I found a crew and then we, we started looking for locations. All, it all happened in four months and we had the movie ready. Amazing. You know, it is just unbelievable experience when you just think I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know I could do this, but now I can. So now mm -hmm. I'm moving to my next, which we are actually raising money for it. You know, uh, it's called 10 Wise, which I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing story. You know, I wish I could tell right now, but hopefully mm -hmm. I'll come back to you whenever I have that ready. Uh, you know, and uh, so... That's what we're working on right now, you know. And, and what, with the first film, what, what's the plan? Like, how, how do people see it or how are you getting it? What's, what's your plan for distribution um, and put it, putting it in the world? Well, uh, I have a whole marketing. I think I'm, 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 I'm amazing when it comes to marketing, you know. That's, uh, that's a very, very valuable skill. 
Yeah. In sales, yeah, shout out to my friend Kwandel. Uh, he taught me how to sell myself, not how to sell a product, you know? So uh, uh, I, the plan that I have for it is like first send it to film festivals, you know, so at least I can get more of a uh, uh, presentation of like who I am and so to show people. Uh, and then the other plan that I have is I, 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 I want to put it on in Somalia, you know, I mean, a couple of theaters, and make money that way while it's running festivals here. And I think people will will, will love this, uh, people in Somalia especially, because the sto- I know the story is based dance, and we watch a lot of Bollywood movies. In Bollywood, is a mm. lot of dance, you know? Wow. <laughs> so, so cool. I, yeah, it feels like I made it for them. I knew, yeah, growing up, I liked Bollywood. I still love Bollywood. I watch Bollywood. Mm-hmm. It, it inspires me. Uh, so I always had that kind of fantasy of creating stories like that's best with dance and drama and that kind of stuff. And I was able to create. So now uh, I'm sure they will love it. Uh, we will put it on theaters back home uh, whenever it's ready. And uh, we'll have a website and, you know, uh, market it through my social media platform. You know, I do have a little bit of, how do you say, uh, I'm kind of present in social media mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that and, you know, uh, to show my other friends and, you know, uh, figure out a way to make money. But the plan for now is just put it in Somalia and send it to festivals. Amazing. I, you know, I think that's that's the, like people have a preconceived idea of what something should be like if you're publishing a book it, it must go like this this or this and what they don't understand is that there's no should be there's no there's no like vessel out there that some jug that you need to fill it with and it has to be that it the thing is whatever you make it the thing is whatever you decide it should be that you decide it can be and <laughs> deciding rather than saying should let's go with can't Let's go with instead of what it what it must be in your mind to what it possibly can be in reality is a huge flip. And I think that's where we start to see, you know, all these stories about great filmmakers today, as an example, you know, they started the way you're starting. Some of them started a bit more like basic than yours. You seem to be fairly advanced in this whole process, but it's just a fact of starting at all in any way that you can that's like the greatest thing and it it could be for some people to write a script if they're writers it could be to do what you've done and create a whole production out of nothing um whatever it is do something that's the that's like the key it sounds so simple but it's really hard (laughs) it is it is but it also can be easy if you just i i think everything is how you look you know uh I know it's very hard and I try not to use, oh, it's hard. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have that mindset. And because, you know, at the end of the day, you only got one life and you just wanted the best for yourself. At least that's what I want for myself. I don't want to be, uh, you know, a uh, certain age and not being able to accomplish. And, you know, I mean, whether it's a family, whether, whether it's a, career or even life in general you know to overcome yourself and understand who you are as individual that's success to me i just start realizing that i was like holy shit yeah 
by understanding myself, that's a big accomplishment. That's true. That's a great point. People, people miss that. It's really true. It's like accepting who you are and understanding who you are and understanding your, your potential um, as well. And that's a difficult thing to do because a lot of time we look back on missed opportunities or I should have done this or I should have, could have done that. And you, what you do with that is create a fake false story about yourself and your limited opportunities and limited circumstances. And it blocks you from seeing the opportunities that you have in front of your eyes right now. That's the key point when you think that way. And Whereas, I think, yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you, you're, you are. No, uh, and I also think that there are really, there is opportunity right in front of you. Every right. human being. Right, exactly. You know, seeing it is the hardest part, but there is, you know, there is good energy, there is bad energy. It's just feeling it. It's so everything yeah. is right in front of you. It's just about understanding it. That's the key. If you understand it's all right there right now, you just need to do something with it, whatever it is, then you're already on the path. You're already on the path to success. And that's, you know, that that's the key thing to understand. I think for anyone start struggling to get started, you just need to understand that it's all about doing the thing right now. Don't wait for whatever to happen or for this to be the case or that to be the case. Do it now and start with something. So, you know, that, that's, that's the whole game. And, and also I think time, time is very valuable asset. Right, right. Time is a very valuable asset and your time is more important than money than anything else. Mm -hmm. If you are able to manage that, you know, and I do struggle on every day to like, you know, when I'm scrolling down the social media and then I start judging myself, I'm like, oh shit, did you spend here 40 minutes for what? <laughs> you know, and I throw my phone away and then I try to distract myself to something. And then I see, I find myself grabbing the phone again and then I throw it away, you know? So it's a- It's very hard. Battle, you know, with you and time, because if you understand time, Time is not on our side, man. It's just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta always work harder yeah. than time. A friend of mine, during the, the very worst of the pandemic, he, I asked him, what is God or the universe or whatever you want to describe it as trying to tell us with all this? And his response to me was that nothing is in our hands except what we do with our time. And, you know, to say nothing's in your hands, we, okay, that's, we, I think have all, all a sense that that's true, but to add, when he added that little extra bit saying, except what we do with our time, then you realize how much power you actually do have, how many, how much ability to decide for yourself, what you want to do today, right now. So um, my, a question that I ask or try to ask every guest is, what you're reading. We know you, you, you just read or read at some point, Kevin Hart's The Decision. What are you reading right now? Uh, so uh, right now I am not reading anything, but I'm, uh, because we're in the middle of writing and when you are writing, you just, just give all your time 
I, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer by day. I have a small business personal training and I do have clients. So once I'm done with my client and finish my workouts, we go straight to writing. But I do listen to a lot of books. Uh, I do listen right now. I think I'm listening to Think Grow Rich. And I think I will be listening. Mm-hmm. For, like I, ha- I always try to listen at least like a month each book, meaning I will put on the night, sleep on it, wake up in the morning while I'm listening to go to work and do my thing. Mm. And then repeat it again. That's what I'm doing it constantly. And sometimes I don't read just to, uh, you know, uh, read, but I read to kind of train my subconscious, you sure. know, to be, to be yeah. more productive and positive. So when I sleep on, on that, in that book, listening to it, it just going to help your subconscious. And next day you feel it when you wake up, you know, when you feel so, it. So you go, you, you put it on and you go to sleep and it's on while you're asleep. Like it's, you're hearing it on an unconscious level, um, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. I, I'd never thought to do that. What, what is one book that you did that with? Uh what's one book that I did that with? I actually, <laughs> I've been doing it for the past few months I, I i think i did that on uh, the four agreements mm-hmm. oh four agreements i guess four agreements okay what's that yeah. um it's about uh you know uh how you deal with life and basically like you know the most important thing one of the biggest uh thing that i learned from that is actually not reacting and it works it works mm-hmm. where you remind i wasn't i remember i was in a situation one time where usually i react to it you know and it was right before I read the book and I had that in my mind. Oh, and I reminded myself and I swear to God, I just felt this. I just felt relief of of being I don't I don't see it. It, it, it will not going to trigger me ever again. You know, Amazing. so Amazing. so, you know, you, you know, you always learn some things from different places, you know, and I. I like listening a lot of audio books and podcasts. Um, So so where are people, people who are looking to connect with you or find your work? Where should we go? Uh, And on my IG, it's called I am Shamar Holland. S-H-A-M-A-R-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. I am Shamar Holland. And please, yeah, Please go there, uh, follow, and you know you will see more contents. And uh, and uh, hopefully soon enough, I'll post the trailer on my page so you can follow us. And uh, yeah, and you know, let's connect. Let's let's create a community that's uh, you know uh, helping each other. Because at the end of the day, I I, I believe that no matter who you are, what color you are, or where you're from, if you just you know uh give each other opportunity to connect there's more to learn from each other you know i mean and there will be more peace yeah i agree i think that's what it's all about create a scene which we now can do without um without having the geographic restrictions we can be part of a scene that is people all around the world so take up take up the advice um so Shamarki, thank you so much for joining me. It's been really interesting. I'm I'm gonna be waiting to see the film. Uh the close the the come up, right? Yes, the come the up. Come, the come up. Is there a website for the film? 
We are but you go check on my Instagram. You know, that's where okay. we're cool. We'll start on your Instagram. I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty sweet. Um it's good Instagram. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's if, if anyone needs some some workout inspiration, go check that out too. It's pretty good. So thank you, Shamarki and um Yemen. Yeah, best of luck, and we will definitely be in touch. Yes, definitely. Hey, man, thank you so much again for allowing me to speak. You know, this is my first, I think this is my second podcast. And I really <laughs> love this platform. It's just it's so different. Yet again, you can connect to everyone. So uh, thank 100%. you so much for creating a platform like this, you know, man. And uh, keep the good work, man. We'll keep in touch. And I appreciate you, man. And everybody thank you. else. Awesome. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you for joining me today on the Burning Castle podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Rinsberg, A-S-H-L-E-Y-R-I-N-D-S-B-E-R-G. And follow the podcast on Twitter at Burning Castle and on Instagram at Burning Castle Podcast. Till next time.